Um, welcome to our site. Uh, for those that are new to us, we ask that you would like, subscribe, and share. And for those who would like to also support us financially, we have some links where you can support us financially and uh, be a part of our family, as you will. If you need to uh, speak to me, just send me an email, and I will gladly return your requests. So thank you again, and I do appreciate it. Welcome to Mystery Bible. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. We are going to go back on track. We took a little sideways last week uh, because I felt led to head in that direction. And so let's get back on track as to looking at Moses' life. Um, we left off when he was in the battle with the um, Ethiopians. And so I want to pick up from there. And we are still within the book of Josephus. And uh, again, you guys that are here following us for a while, you know the reason behind me going and pulling other books, uh, the book of Yasher. We're also looking at um, utilizing the legend of the Jews, and we're pulling from different sources. And guys, there's so many different sources out there when it comes to corroborating the Word of God from either the historical uh, point of view. Uh, we see that within Josephus. There are other uh, contemporary uh, historians around that time as well that um, has all these type stories within their writings as well. There's quite a few of them, man. And I've been trying to locate as many as I can to read and, and get familiar with uh, what was happening outside of the Bible, because as I said, the Bible is more of a focus book. Uh, we are getting the history and we're getting the behind-the-scenes situation. The Bible doesn't talk about many of these instances that we are looking at um, within Moses' life and his family and all those different things. We didn't know quite a few things that we had um, additional information. So my uh, perception on this is that we are looking at different vantage points. And so as we are seeing from these different vantage points, we are getting a better picture, if you will, as to what was happening there. So what we're going to do, I wanted to take a look at, we've, we've been lately in the book of Yasher, and uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to uh, take care of within Josephus, and then we'll go back in. But what I'm going to do is just read uh, parts of, um, uh, um, you know, Josephus so that we can, uh, again, just blend the story together so we can get a picture of what's happening. So we know that Moses had embarked on this battle with um, the Ethiopians when they they came, and uh, we know that he was made the general in the army, and uh, he oversaw the army. And this was a young guy. He was in, about in his 18 years old, somewhere around there. Uh, we'll see that later on in our reading. Um, and this is just before he goes to Goshen and see and deal with his people and all of the things. So let's take a peek at that so that we can uh, complete that picture before we move on to uh, the other parts of this young man's life. When he had therefore proceeded thus on his journey, he came onto the Ethiopians before they expected him. This is, again, that war that we were talking about. So let's just clean it up, and then we'll go from there. 
Um, uh, they didn't expect him. And joining the battle with them, he beat them and deprived them of the hope that they had succeeded against the Egyptians and went on in overthrowing their cities and indeed made a great slaughter of these Ethiopians. Now when the Egyptians, the Egyptian army had once tasted of this prosperous success by the mean of Moses, they did not slacken in diligence insomuch that they, um, Ethiopians went in danger of being reduced to slavery. So these guys were just coming in against them and slaughtering them. So it says that they were reduced to slavery and all sorts of destruction. And at the length, they retired to Saba, which was the royal city of Ethiopia, which uh, Cambyses afterwards named Miro after the name of his own sister. The place was to be besieged with very great difficulty since it was both encompassed by uh, the Nile, uh, quite around, and the other rivers, and so forth. And so we see that um, when this particular aspect of it, he's, he's, you know, they're looking at it and they see that they're, they can't get in. But however, as we are talking about this young man, uh, let's take a look and see what he says. Um, however, while Moses was uneasy, at the armies lying idle for the enemies does not come to a battle, this incident happened. Uh, Tharbus was the daughter of the king of the Ethiopians. She happened to see Moses as he laid the army near the walls and fought with great courage. And admiring the subtlety of his undertaking and believing him to be the author of the Egyptian success when they had before despaired of recovering their liberty and to be the occasion of a great danger the Ethiopians uh, were in when they had before boasted of their great achievement. She fell deeply in love with him and upon the prevalence of that passion sent to him the most faithful of all her servants to discourse with him about their marriage. He thereupon accepted the offer on condition she would procure the delivering up of the city and gave her the assurance of an oath to take her to his wife, and that when he had once taken possession of the city, he would not break his oath to her. No sooner was the agreement made, but it took effect immediately, and when Moses had cut off the Ethiopians, he gave thanks to God and consummated his marriage and led the Egyptian back to their own land. We had never seen that before within the Bible. So we're going to, um, I'm going to leave that there and then we're going to continue the story and then we're going to, of course, come back and so forth. So now, chapter 11 within the book of Josephus, and again, this is Josephus, the historian of the time. And this is just one of them, as I mentioned. There are several others. Uh, I think I mentioned one uh, last podcast or a couple of podcasts before. It says, Now the Egyptians, after they had been preserved by Moses, entertained a hatred to him and were very eager 
encompassing their design against him and suspecting that he would take occasion from his good success to raise a sedition and bring innovation into Egypt and told the king he ought to be slain. The king had also some um, in, intention of himself to do the same purpose as well as out of envy at his glorious exposition and the head of his army, as out of fear of being brought low by him and being instigated by the sacred scribe, he was ready to undertake to kill Moses. But when he had learned beforehand what plot there was against him, he went away privately, and because of the public road were watched, he took his flight through the desert, and where his enemies could not suspect, he would travel, and though he uh, destitute of food, he went on, and thereafter the laborious journey and the affliction he had been in. It was not far from the city, and the time of day was noon, where he had an occasion offered him by the customs of the country of doing what recommended his virtue and afforded him an opportunity of bettering his circumstances. And that is chapter 11 in uh, Josephus. And so we're going to, that is actually verse 1, and we're going into verse 2. And then we are going to uh, swing back because um, chapter 12 of Josephus is concerning, is entitled Concerning the Burning Brush and the Rod of Moses. And we're not there yet in our conversation, but again, we're just working with what the historian has, and then we're going to go back into the Asher and so forth. For the country having been little water, the shepherd used a seize of the wall before others came. Least their flock should want water, and least it should be spent by others before they came. They were now come, therefore, to this well, seven sisters that were virgins of the daughter of Ru. So we see now, I'm going to leave it that, and we know that um, uh, this is in the Bible as far as when they, they came to the well. So we're going to um, go and jump into the book of Yasher from there and uh, continue to paint this picture as to some of the things, the um, events that was happening around there. And so we see then that after Moses had the battle and so forth, he is running out according to Josephus, and we know that that's true. And so let's, we are in the book of Yasher, and we are in chapter 70, verses 34. And he daily went forth and came into the land of Goshen, where his brothers, the children of Israel, were. And Moses saw them in shortness of breath and hard labor. And Moses asked them, saying, Wherefore is this labor meted out uh, to you day by day? And they told him that all had befallen them, and all the injuries which Pharaoh had put on them before his birth. And so they're bringing him up to speed, if you will, because he wasn't um, privy to this information until he came out. And they told him, and they told him all that befallen them, and injuries was Pharaoh had put on them from birth. And they told him all the counsel which Balaam, the son of Beor, had counseled against them, and what he had also counseled against him in order to slay him when he was taken from the king's crown and so forth. And we'd gone over this a little. 
And when Moses heard these things, his anger was kindled against Balaam, and he sought to kill him. And he was in ambush for him day to day. So we see that uh, Moses, um, and I always tell people, God works with killers, man. Uh, we see that this guy's heart, uh, he intended to kill this family and kill this uh, man and his sons. And I, I get it, you know. And, but I, I say that to say this to you because he, he, you will know, you'll see that he did murder um, an Egyptian eventually because hatred that was in his heart and that hatred was to kill somebody and so something else, another situation happened and um, it was already present, that spirit of hatred was already present in his heart and so it just turned on that Egyptian soldier um, when that Egyptian soldier had um, uh, came and come against the, the Jewish brothers. So it's very important. We have discussions about these spirits and this hatred, the spirit of hatred is one of them. And um, I believe it was the sons of Jacob when we were studying about each and every one of them before they died. Um, each one of them gave an account of their life and what they had learned within their hundred plus years on this planet. And I suggest you guys take a look at those because it gives us tremendous insight into these spirits that are out there. And hatred, the spirit of hatred is one of them. And we see that um, this spirit of hatred ha began to consume um, uh, uh, Moses because he had he was seeking, he was sorting, yeah, he was looking to kill this guy. It says every day, day by day. So we know then that that is building up within him. And Balaam was afraid of Moses. And when he and his two sons rose up and went forth from Egypt, and they fled and delivered their souls and betook themselves to the land of Cush and um, to the king of Cush. And so we know that these guys got out of got out of dodge, if you will. Verse. We're going to look at verses 40. And Moses was the king's house. He was in the king's house going out and coming in. The Lord gave him favor in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants and in the eyes of the people of Egypt. And they loved Moses exceedingly. And we talk about favor. I've said this over and over uh, to you guys. I suggest you guys go back. God divine uh, influence upon the heart. The Bible tells us that he said that uh, all... The earth is mine, everyone in it, the wicked and the unjust, um, the wicked and, and, the, and the just, all of them. He says, everything is mine. And then he tells us in the scripture, the heart of the king is in my hands like a brook, um, where the water runs wherever, and God does the same with man's heart. Why? Jesus told us, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on the earth. The purpose of us moving and doing whatever the Father is, good or bad, is to achieve his will on this earth, period. And the day arise when Moses went to Goshen to see his brethren, that he saw the children of Israel in their burden and hard labor, and Moses was grieved on their account. And um, now we're seeing some of the finer points of that spirit. And I told you guys that he was, um, he was beginning to become consumed by that spirit of hatred because he was seeking to kill Balaam day after day. So every day he's contemplating, he's thinking about it. He's depositing that hatred inside his heart. The Bible says that's where out of the abundance of a man's heart, that's when he speaks, he does, he responds from that place. And so he began to deposit information into his heart on a daily basis, hatred 
governing that um, that deposit. And it tells us that as the day arrived when Moses went to Goshen. So you see that now, he, as he's moving, living his life, a situation is going to come that will cause that hatred to give birth to an action. So here we go. And when the day arrived and Moses went to Goshen to see his brothers, they saw that the children of Israel in their burden and hard labor, and Moses was grieved on their account. And Moses returned to Egypt and came to the house of Pharaoh and came before the king, and Moses drew, bowed down before the king. And uh, Moses said unto Pharaoh, I pray you, my lord, I have come to seek a small request from you. There, turn not away my face empty. And Pharaoh said unto him, Speak. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Let there be given unto your servant the children of Israel, who are in Goshen, one day to rest, therein from their labor. And the king answered Moses and said unto him, Behold, I have lifted up thy face in this thing to grant your request. And Pharaoh ordered the proclamation to be issued throughout Egypt and Goshen, saying to you, All the children of Israel thus says the king, For six days you shall do your work and labor, but on the seventh day you shall rest and shall not perform any work. Thus shall you do all the days. And as the king and uh, Moses, the son of uh, Bathur, have commanded. And Moses rejoiced in this thing which the king had granted to him, and all the children of Israel did as Moses ordered them. For this thing was from the Lord and the children of Israel, for the Lord had begun to remember the children of Israel, to save them for the sake of their father. What did he remember? He remembered a promise that he made to Abraham that in 400 years I'm going to free those people. So, and the Lord was with Moses, and his fame went throughout Egypt. Grace, we saw that earlier. So we see then that they are going to, they took the model of six days of labor and one day to seven day rest. Does that sound familiar to you guys? Genesis chapter uh, 1, where we see the creation of God. It's 6,000 um six days and then rested on day seven. And according to the Bible, it tells us, and I've said this to you guys before, it says that a thousand years is as a day. And it's like how we always calculate dog years and stuff like that in human years and so forth. And so it's the same, similar things. I guess we're like little dogs in God's eyes, if you if you will. So six days in our time is six thousand years. And that God uh, the timetable that he gives mankind is 6,000 years. And that is going to be what is our measurement for us. That is man's time God has given uh, us. That We know that it is tell, told us that 6,000 years is when um, on a day and after the seventh day God is going to rest. And that is, has a lot to do with prophecies and all that type of stuff. And... Um, a lot of the, the calendar that we work on, the current calendar that we have, is a little off. And so you have to go back to, um, I know the calendar that the and use, that's one of the, that's uh, the correct calendar. And they grab that from the Book of Enoch. The Book of Enoch gives us the six weeks and stuff like that. So there's a lot of 
um, information about this six and day seven information that we'll eventually get to and do some study, some deep study about it. But we see then that they are just copying the model that was already instituted for the Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. Computers was back then, guys. So um, we know that uh, it says, And Moses rejoiced at the thing which the king had granted to him and all the children of Israel uh, did as Moses ordered them. For this time was from the Lord, the children of Israel, for the Lord had begun to remember. And we talked about that. That is in uh, Genesis when God said to Abraham, he said, I'm going to uh, rescue them after 400 years. And Moses became great in the eye of all the Egyptians and in the eye of the whole children of Israel, seeking good for his people Israel and speaking word of peace regarding them to the king. And so now we are in chapter 71 of the book of Yasher. And you see this guy is still a young kid. And when Moses was 18 years old, he desires to see his father and his mother. And he went to Goshen and he went. And when Moses came near Goshen, he came to a place where the children of Israel were engaged in work. And he observed their burden. And he saw an Egyptian smiting one of his Hebrew brethren. And when the man who had been bitten saw Moses, he ran to him for help. For the man Moses was uh, for uh, for the man Moses was greatly respected in the house of Pharaoh. And he said to him, "My lord, attend to me." And this Egyptian came to my house in the night, bound me, and came to my wife in my presence. And now he seek to take my life. And when Moses heard this wicked thing, his anger was kindled against the Egyptian. The spirit of hate controls that right there, guys. And so, you, as I was talking to you guys before, we saw that this was a part of his lifestyle. That hate had come in a while ago, and it just doesn't come and leave, you know. Um, the Bible tells us that that spirit has to be cast out, has to be removed. And I believe that was done when he when he was going before the um, the burning bush that uh, that was dealt with because when you get into the presence of God, trust me, um, they don't want to be there. And so, as we are seeing that that spirit of hatred had got into this young man, eighteen years of old, eighteen years old, and when he saw a situation, and that's how the enemy will bring. And that's what will always happen to you if you allow a certain spirit to govern your heart and govern your being. He will continue to bring situation that will give birth to other things based on that original um, in, uh, uh, deposit of that spirit within you. And so you and I allow those entities to come into our, our being. And we see that, well, as I mentioned to you guys about those sons of Jacob that I studied, but go, I'm telling you guys, go back in there. There's a lot of information about that spiritual realm because these guys were a hundred and something years old on the planet. And so they were giving us some really deep stuff. So go back and learn. And we see that this man came to Moses. And of course, Moses um, heard this wicked thing and his anger was kindled against the Egyptian. And he turned his way and the other, and when he saw that there was no man there, he smote the Egyptian and hid him in the sand and delivered the Hebrew from the hand of 
of the man that he smoked. He committed murder, guys. I'm telling you, some of these guys in the Bibles that you guys we read about, that's why I'm saying to you, God doesn't uh, care about your condition. Um, we care about that. Uh, he tells us that sin is sin. He says anything out that is not of faith is sin. So that means, and, it, and the scripture says, the just shall live by faith and you walk by faith. So if you're living and walking by faith, you are not in sin. And that's why he was able to say to um, Abraham, when Abraham believed God, it said that he, he credited that to him as righteous. So that when you and I believe God, meaning that we are walking by faith, what is walking by faith? We're being obedient to God's word. What do we mean? That as we are depositing the word of God into our soul, um, that when situation comes up, we are no longer going to be responding out of situation like um, hatred. We are going to be responding from that situation based on the word of God out of love. Why? Because we store the word of God in our spirit, in our in our soul, as the scripture says, so that we may not sin against him. As much as we want to kill them, we know that we have to respond out of love. And so we are uh, commissioned to replace the old programming with new programming, which is the Word of God. So as we see that this man committed a murder, he killed this man, he hit him, um, and uh, premeditated murder. And now he is, uh, uh, you know, going to be found out. There's another principle that is in the Bible. It tells us that everything that is done in secret shall be exposed. Yeah, definite oracle shall be exposed. So I don't care what you guys are doing. Um, I know they used to say creeping and all, all those kind of crazy stuff, that terminology that we use. But the Bible says anything that is done in secret shall be exposed, folks. And so we see in chapter 71, verses 4, let's continue. It says, And the Hebrew went to his house, and Moses returned to his, and went forth from, and he went back to the king's house. And when the man had returned home, he taught of, uh, you know, about his wife, for it was not nigh right in the house of Jacob for any man to come to his wife after she had been defiled. So she was raped by this guy, and um, uh, he began to, you know, he was upset, and so was uh, Moses, and Moses dealt with him how he dealt with him. And when the man returned home, um, it says, And the woman went out to tell her brothers, and the woman brothers sought to slay him, and he fled to his house and escaped. And on the second day, Moses went forth to his brethren, and he saw, and behold, two men were quarreling, and he said to the wicked one, Why do you smite your brother? Isn't that fascinating? He said to the wicked one. So even though they were brothers, he said, Why are you hitting your brother? And he answered and said unto him, Who have set you for a prince and judge over us? Dost thou think to slay me as you did slay the Egyptian? And Moses was afraid. And he said, Surely this thing is known. And the angel of the Lord took the sword from the hand of the captain of the guard and um, uh, let, me, let me go back. The spirit of fear. Remember that thing. You know, these are spirits that come to us. And again, in the sons of uh, Jacob, I talked about these guys, these different spirits. One of the spirits that 
came on the scene when Adam fell was the spirit of fear because he said, when God went to see him, he said, um, I was afraid. And anytime you read the word of God, you'll see him um, say to, to, to us, be not afraid, be thou not afraid. I got your back. Don't worry about it. So, okay, let's go back into chapter 71, and we are going to read verses 8. And he answered and said unto him, Who have set thee as prince over us? And are you going to uh, slay me like you did the Egyptian? And Moses was afraid, and he surely, and he said, Surely this thing is known. And Pharaoh heard of this affair, and he ordered Moses to be slain. So God sent his angel, and he appeared unto Pharaoh in the likeness of a captain of the guard. And the angel of the Lord took the sword from the hand of the captain of the guard and took his head off with it. For the likeness of the captain of the guard was turned into the likeness of Moses. So he cut his head off and Moses' face showed up. And the angel of the Lord took hold of the right hand of Moses and brought him forth from Egypt and placed him from without the borders of Egypt at distance 40 days journey. So the um, uh, the angel cut this guy's head off. He grabs him. He takes him into um, uh, away from, according to this, forty days away from where he uh, from from Egypt. And we read in the book of um, uh, Josephus where Josephus said he took a different route. You remember, and he went about in and. That's how he got out. So I always say this to say this to you that everyone has a different vantage point. We're looking at the book um, and the writer with um, uh, the book of Jasher and we're seeing an Aaron. And so let's go back. And the angel of the Lord took hold of the right hand of Moses and brought him forth from Egypt and placed him from without the border of Egypt, a distance of 40 days journey. And Aaron, his brother, also remained in the land of Egypt and he prophesied to the children of Israel, saying, Thus says the Lord God of your ancestors, Throw away each man the abomination of his eyes, and do not defile yourselves with the idol of Egypt. And the children of Israel rebelled and would not hearken to Aaron at that time, and the Lord thought to destroy them. Were it not that the Lord remembered the covenant which he had made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in those days, the Lord, uh, the hand of Pharaoh continued to severe against the children of Israel. He crushed and oppressed them until the time when God sent forth his word and took notice of them. So we see now that this young man is on the run. And uh, we see that um, looking from different point of view, we see that he has been moved. In uh, the book of Yasher, 40 days journey away from his location. And we see that in the book of um, uh, uh, Josephus, he said he took a desert and he was gone. So let's take a peek now in, um, in uh, uh, let's go in, into the book. I want to take you guys to the legend of the Jews so that we can get a, a full picture of this whole thing, and then we're going to move on to the next uh, chapter. And so, um, I, I love, like I said, I love doing this stuff, and so uh, it helps me 
and I'm hoping that it helps you. And so let's go. In the Legend of, of the Jews, it is entitled The Flight. Okay? And it says, And the angel took Moses and Spot removed 40 days from uh, Egypt so far off that all fear was banished from his mind. So the purpose of taking him 40 days is so that he would not be afraid. Indeed, his anxiety has never been from one person, but only on account of the future of Israel. And so his desire was the people of Israel. Um, and so we see then that he, he had a heart, if you will, for um, this uh, people. And that's really interesting. And we'll see that when Moses comes on the scene, per se, as the deliverer, and when they move from Egypt and they're going through the deserts and so forth, you're going to see this guy's heart for the children of Israel will come up many times. Why? Because there were times that God said he wanted to take them out. And uh, Moses went to God and says, you can't do that. Um, and he's, he's basically interceding on behalf of the children of Israel, and he saved them many, many times uh, because of the Bible calls that 40 years when they were in the wilderness, it is known as the bitter quarrel when they were arguing with God. And so we're going to discuss the bitter quarrel. So we see that he was taken uh, 40 days according to the legend of the Jews. We also saw that in um, the uh, book of Yasher, he was taken 40 days away for and we were informed that the reason why he was taken that far was so that his anxiety would not be there because he had, of the distance that he had been away from the um, from Egypt, so that he may you know feel safe. And so we're going to pick up um, next week. Uh, we're going to pick up from uh, where he is going to be with the folks uh, at the well, and then we will move through um, from there. But I just want to thank you guys. And again, um, I apologize for the going back and forth, but I'm going back and forth because I want to make sure that that picture, we are getting a better vantage point from all these different uh, locations. And we are, you know, we're adults enough where we could put it all together in our mind so that we can see what is going on there. And we can... Uh, when we line up in the, in the Bible, we could see some of the things so we could understand. So I just want to thank you guys. And again, thank you so much for following um, me here. It's been a couple of years. And it's been a, a good ride for me. I've learned much. But it, I, I am very excited about bringing this information for you guys because I know uh, most of you are very, very busy. And I'm just trying to put it in a format by which you can get a good glimpse of some other uh, insights. And we're all going to go back, you know, keep track. And as I said to you, the Bible is going to be the the road by which we're walking, but we're grabbing all of these other um, uh, 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 signposts, if you will, and learning about who we are in Christ so that we can become effective and really, truly change this world.